0: listening to takedowns to breakdowns we're still here yeah dude (laughs) we're still here that's the good thing
1: you didn't die from corona that's amazing you survived
0: (coughs) yeah man i did i did it helps that i'm in shape that i think has a large (laughs) part of it in all honesty i think that has a a serious uh serious part to play in it um Mm -hmm. yeah rolling with the punches we should uh I mean, I think we have a good name now, but if we ever needed to change a name, we could change it to the Rolling with the Punches podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of Rolling with the Punches, I don't know the last time you did, like, striking uh, drills, but I was doing striking, like, shadow stuff, like shadow boxing and just working on the footwork and stuff like that. And uh, Yeah. Because it's like a warm-up for me, since we've been working out at home. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, let me tell you something. I still remember what it's like to like be going up against somebody and being like, "All right, they're gonna touch me." And even you and I, like, kind of for like workout stuff, we would do like light back and forth touches. There's a weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super versed in the striking department, as we all know. But I will say this: there's some kind of weird, like limiter. Like a governor on an engine. I don't know if you feel this, but I feel this, where it's like, oh, cool. We're just touching each other. We're just like, oh, we're tapping each other. Oh, you got me there. All right, cool, cool, cool. But like, there's this weird, um, there's that level that it switches the second you land something and it hurts. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember the first time I blocked. I think it was, what? I think it was a back fist or like a roundhouse kick. I think it was a. I think it was. It was one of those two. It was either a back fist or a roundhouse kick. But my entire forearm from like watch almost to elbow was just this giant black and blue. It's because I was going up against Dylan in class and Dylan threw some crazy <laughs> like, like he, he like snapped a high kick on me or like a roundhouse, or he did like a, uh, like he did like a, a backfist and caught me. And like I was yep. blocking it. I think that's what it was. I think I was blocking his back. Like he was like jabbing and then backfisting. So he was like jab, backfist, or like backfist, jab. So he was like doubling up on the yeah, one. Yeah. And I was trying to protect it, and each time I was like trying to time it, and instead, and that's the that, that's such a rookie thing to put your arm out to block it because that opens up so much shit. Like it puts your guard away from sure. your face, opens up your ribs and everything. But like it instinctually, yep. because he keeps flicking it, he kept flicking it. I kept putting my arm out. I was like a yellow belt. I think it was just like really, really, really uh, early on. Not that I'm any like, not that I'm a high level ability. Of high level ability now but I was super green so he was just touring with me and he was like throwing like a back fist jab jab back fist he was doubling up on the one and he kept pounding away at my front arm so bad that eventually I remember just being like oh that's just like the first block I was like oh that's sharp he's throwing it and then he kept doing it and he kept hitting my arm and I I, I immediately was like and like subconsciously or unconsciously I was stepping away from him while blocking because I was like this is this just hurts. Like I can't just yeah, stand this here. This sucks. Bo- yeah. yeah. This sucks. This hurts a lot. So I'm trying to block it, trying to block it. And without realizing it, I'm walking away, I'm walking to the side and he, and he, kept just like doing it. And then he like, it came at me with like a sidekick or some stupid shit. And I think they put me down, but I was just like, fuck, I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, and that was just, <laughs> that wasn't even like an actual, like go at him. It was just, it was just one of those, like, how about you throw it with intent? He throws it yeah. with intent, you guard it with intent. Let's see what happens. What happens is my arm gets fucked up, and it was black and blue for like a week.
1: So he was going like full Waza on you.
0: Mm. No. No. Not full Waza. Just my, <laughs> my my arms and shins were are not, were like at the time, they were not conditioned at all. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, my shins are still not conditioned enough for heavy bags. Like, I could hit like up until probably... 75 pound bags with yep. my shins with no problem uh maybe 100 pounds but like the second you get above that my shins are not conditioned enough for those kind of bags like uh mm. like your bag uh well how much is how much is your heavy bag the one that i the one that that's, i'm like uh, taking care of is that 100 that's 100 pound yeah yeah that's like my limit for the my shin conditioning we're like if i kick it Full waza, it's like, ooh wee, if you hit it wrong, I'm fucked. Like for me a hundred pounds yeah. is like I gotta work it, like I gotta be technical with it. But mm-hmm. that feeling of like, oh cool, like this you you're throwing punches and it's like, all right, cool, we're just going back and forth and then all of a sudden it's like, oh this hurts it changes the entire dynamic it changes the entire perspective when you're training when it goes from oh we're just we're just you know touching bellies oh haha to like oh shit that hurts and you're throwing with intent and you're following through okay all right this is very different Mm -hmm. this is very different um yeah yeah i kind of miss that like feeling of excitement of it but i remember how much it just fucking hurt like like my wrists don't hurt the same way anymore, thank thankfully, because you know, schools this the school's been closed, Dojo's been closed and life's been happening and yeah, injuries yeah. and everything else. Um and my back is mm-hmm. way better, because 'cause I'm not getting thrown and landed on my back. But there is uh there's something mm-hmm. I'm missing about going through the motions on it. You know what I mean? Especially with the uh striking stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh you know what actually I'm I'm kind of shocked that um that you actually <sighs> Would you say you didn't really develop like a um, – uh, I, I feel like with all the years you went through jiu compared to me. But, I mean, I feel like this goes, goes the same for striking styles as well. I would think you would have actually um, gained some sort of uh, resistance or conditioned yourself just from uh, practicing with, you know, like Jay or Dylan or – even one of
0: the sensei's oh yeah yeah yeah. no i definitely No, i was talking about like my second year doing it like
1: oh gotcha
0: yeah no 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 well, i was like yellow belt so i was young okay. i was young into that i was like yellow belt maybe uh maybe a belt above that i was only like two three years in um so no 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 i mean i i you know i was um not i was not conditioned at the time I got more conditioned. Okay. I got more condition. I, I, I didn't realize my conditioning level until um, there'd be a new student. And then I would just, I would be partnering with the new student because I was like the smallest person. So sensei would be like, you're mm-hmm. going to be with Matt. So I didn't realize how, how conditioned I was until I would just do like a parry, like an arm to arm parry or like a checking a leg yeah. kick or something. And seeing their reaction yep. of, like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I never realized that. Because I'm comparing myself to, like, well, two teachers that have been doing it for over 30 years. So, like, I'm not conditioned at all of compared course. to them. They could break my arm if they yeah. wanted to. So, it's, uh, so, it was cool to be like, oh, I am conditioned. Because you forget about that. You don't have the context to compare. Because you're just getting your ass beat all the time by these high ranks. So, you forget. And then you get partnered mm. with somebody who's never trained. Or is brand new into it, and it's like, oh shit, you, I'm conditioned. Wow, I didn't realize I was a condition. That's really cool. Yeah. Speaking of new yeah. people doing it, um, GQ, the company GQ, uh, does a cool thing on YouTube where they do a breakdown series, where they have. Uh, experts in a field break down cinema versions of their field. So they'll have a survival specialist like Bear Grylls or Les Stroud break down stuff they see in movies and and rate if it's real or not. Um, they had Tony Hawk on mm. to break down skateboarding scenes. They had uh, a snowboarder on to break down snowboarding scenes. They had you know a football player break down a like football movies and stuff like that and be like is this real they had a former marine come in to explain what's real and what's fluffed up for uh in military movies and there was a really cool one and you should watch it i think you would like it it's steven Wonderboy thompson break it down karate like break it down martial oh, arts. okay yeah so it's really really cool um he said something that really stuck out to me because he was talking about the belts and he was like, oh, right, like, the, here's the belt rankings. You can see the belt rankings, and that person's belt ranking is that color because back in the day, the belt would change color the longer you wore it from sweat and dirt, and you wouldn't wash it, and then eventually it would turn black. And he was like, that's, of course, unhygienic uh-huh. now, so we don't do that. But he was like, I'll go through the ranks at my school. And he went through, like, 12 ranks because it's karate, right? I think it's kempo." And he was like, oh, you got red, you got red one, red two, you got orange, and you got blue, and you got blah, blah, blah. And he went through like 10 to 12 belts. And then he said, to get to the first black belt, you're looking probably around like six years if you're consistently doing it at my school. You're at six years at a black belt. And I was like, black belt in six years? I just broke the halfway point. With with our sensei at six years. Are you kidding me? Six years? You get a black belt in that school? And it goes back to what like both like him, both Sensei uh, 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 Neely and um, Sensei Fusco would say, which is like, yep. yeah, there's a lot of schools that will just accelerate and hand out black belts because it's for the business side. But like that's why you can't sure. give a lot of merit to black belts because I don't trust a black belt until I see them on the mat. And then I can see if they're an actual black belt. And I I would always ask them, like, but I don't understand. How would you, how do you just give it to somebody who can't perform? Like, how do you do that? And they were just saying, it happens. And I was like, no. They're like, yeah, it happens. And um, not that I'm discrediting Stephen Wonderboy's school, but just it goes to show, like, how accurate they were. They were like, (laughs) when Sensei Neely would love to hold it over us of being like, yeah, you need another, like, seven years to even think about being a black belt in my, in my eyes. And it's like, okay, like Mm -hmm. granted his school and dojo is the only art I've trained in officially and formally. So he's the only, he's the only bar I have to put everything up against. Yeah, And I'm understanding more now, the more I see other places, bars, how high his bar is like Mm -hmm. his bar is super like, super super high. But I'm really but the point of this is that I'm super super thankful for that. I'm super thankful. I I got I got put through like an like no holds barred old hard ass dojo like his. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it yeah. was like
1: Well, you know what it Sorry to interrupt. I was I was going to say uh I I think that's the whole thing though, right? Like the fact that there aren't too many people nowadays <sighs> That want to experience that sort of discipline and almost, I wouldn't even say like boot camp feeling, but just, just like the, the, the agony you go through and just the torture, but you know what, like what you get out of it in the end and like the, the, the real life experience of it, you know, whereas the, uh, and granted, I mean, 70, 75% of the martial arts schools out there are absolutely in it for the money because they know people don't want to endure the pain that, well, especially you went through more than I did, but, you know, they just want to, I guess, in this illusionary world, pretend that they have mastered this art and they know that people would go for that and they rather just make the money doing that knowing they're going to keep getting customers in. And you know what? Those people that became black belts are going to start getting their kids or their friends or family members to come in, start training. You know that's more money per month to this so-called sensei or master or whoever yeah,
0: well you have to you gotta you gotta pay the lights right like i get that i get the business side yeah of it. like i hope i totally get it but it just puts in perspective like I, I don't know i'm just super thankful like i remember everybody i remember when i started telling people especially in the mma community like like f- like fans i would run into or like people like friends i would make and they'd be like oh you train brazilian jiu-jitsu and i'd be like no no, no i train just like jiu-jitsu like jiu they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I've trained in Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. And they're like, oh, that's that Aikido stuff. And I remember I was like, no, it's not. But what What are you referring to? And I, that's when I looked up Aikido versus Aiki and all this other stuff. And there was a weird amount of like shitting on Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. And I was like, why is there so much shitting? And they're like, oh, don't you think it's horseshit? I was like, no, I think my sensei beats the shit out of me all the time. I think like I have permanent damage really? <laughs> for the rest of my life because of my training with him. Yes, like I still... I don't know if you just heard that. Have to crack my wrists periodically because of this man. Like, like, one hundred percent. Like, are you kidding me? This, like, I remember. I remember. Like, I remember. Like one of the early lessons with him. When I was like doing a drill with Dylan, and he was like, "No, I want you to hit Dylan." And I was like, "But I don't want to hurt him." He was like, "That's why you're here. And if you hurt him, that's his fault." He's like seven years above you and if you're able to catch him and hurt him that's his fault for not training and preparing enough so i want you to hit him as hard as you can and actually hit him and i was like okay (laughs) like oh my god like like that was that that was one of those things um where i like i was talking to somebody and they were like yeah like here look at this video and they showed a video of i think it was aikido or aiki and i was like oh i get it if this is your, like, perception of aikido or per- perception of Aikido, like, I get it, but, like, you should come to my dojo and just, like, train with my sensei and just see how he handles it. Because while he does love the traditional teachings of, like, the katas and the ceremony and the tradition, like, he trains our asses to pieces, man. Like, he... Like, I remember just... <laughs> I was like, you may think he's... he's Like, I don't I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that He's the guy that literally if you did something thinking that just because he was teaching like Ike or something that he wouldn't that he like it would it would work against him like he would just abandon it and just like gouge your eyes and like put his thumbs in your eyeballs like like on the mat like or like if you would if like you had him in a bulldog. Like, I remember, like, he ha- like I had him on a bulldog, and he grabbed the inside of my thigh, and he, like, yanked down as if he was going to, like, rip off the inside of my leg. And I, like, dropped, and I was like, oh, yeah. my God. And then he, like, like reached over and, like, grabbed my throat and picked me up by, like, the knee and, like, threw me aside. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> that was nothing like Ikey. That was not <laughs> Like That was just this brutal fucking shit. And that's the, that's the thing that I've really enjoyed with him because he I I don't like yes he like our training was traditional, but looking back on it now with with clarity and perspective, none of it was purely traditional. And in thinking about all the times that he would yell at us about how like 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 about how there's a realistic aspect you have to keep in mind with all this, I, mm-hmm. I remember I remember I was doing one. I remember exactly what it was. And I think it was the uh, kata five in orange. And it's the circle attack, and I could never get it. And then I would try to do it in Rondori, and I would try to do it in live training, and he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I wanted to- the kata. He's like, yeah, the kata t- is just for that like template. You're not going to actually pull it off all the time. That's not easy. That's like when everything lines up right. perfectly. That's so you know how to angle an yeah. elbow. Don't do that kata, because that kata is going to fail 90% of the time. I want you to know how to pop an elbow. Yeah. That's all that is." You don't have to like sweep with the left and uppercut and then transfer to the right, then step over with the left foot and then you bring it right over your head and then you come down directly behind your back and then you sidestep your right. It's not gonna look like a fucking kata in the street. (laughs) Like hit him in the groin, just hit him in the balls. And if he drops then, then just like (laughs) drop his head to do that. Like, and I was like, but that's not what you're training. He's like, yeah, you need to get out of that mindset. He was like, "You're thinking of this like I'm setting, I'm giving you a format and a kata, and you have to like paste it onto things. That's not what's gonna happen around doors. Yes. Like, if you have the chance to like throw Gina at somebody, do it. Like, that's <laughs> like <laughs> if that's gonna if that's gonna slow Jay down coming into the circle to attack you, throw Gina at him. Like, that's that's what you do." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> like, okay, shit." <laughs> so. <laughs> That's what I really, really liked about him in that like the the expectation of just saying like, oh, I learned Aiki Jiu-Jitsu and the reality of how he mm-hmm. taught is so unique and that's really cool. And Sensei mm-hmm. Fusco is the exact same way. He'd be like, all right, cool. Everybody's going to go for a takedown. Why? Because MMA is really popular. So guess what doesn't teach takedowns? Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, y- they teach sprawls, but like what happens if somebody actually gets your gets you in a double leg? He was like, well, we're going to... Learn how to, like, attack from bottom and get to side and escape out the side. Like, that's what we're going to practice today. And I was like, but this is Aikido Jiu-Jitsu. He's like, it is. And we'll cover some parts of it, but you're not going to be doing that all the time. Odds are, if you get in a fight, somebody's going for a takedown. So defend the fucking takedown. Sprawl out if you can. You know, that's, like, Kata uh, 3. That's 2 or 3 for, like, yellow belt. That's, like, one of the first things you learn. Or uh, uh, I think it's four. I think it's four. Um, for your yellow belt Nike, he's like, you know how to sprawl. He's like, but well, what happens if somebody's successful? Then you're screwed. So what happens when you're in a screwed position? Well, that's what we're gonna train. We're gonna teach you how to, you know, hip escape off the side and and tr- and try to get back to your feet. That's what we're gonna train today. So I'm really thankful that both of them were were were, were like such good yin and yangs of like tradition and respecting the practice and respecting the dojo and like like I remember, I remember one time i like came into class i was getting changed and it, this was like right after i saw some kind of video and like it was just a bjj video and they were wearing like all different like patched up <laughs> gis <laughs> yeah and you know your own experience with wearing a patched up gi in his dojo but like i was like yes i was like yeah. i was like what's the rules with like the wear he's like you wear your gi and i was like but can i change anything about it he's like what I was like, "Never mind. I just didn't. I just didn't. I just didn't know." <laughs> he was like, "No. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No. You come in. If anything, you should be wearing the, the the school's patch. You're not wearing the school's patch." I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, the, like that was. I don't know. It It was. I'm just really glad I trained with. I trained with them for six years. I'm just really, really glad." Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially when I heard like, "Oh, you get a black bottom like five years here." I'm like, "You get a black bottom five years." I didn't think I was deserving of my rank at 6. I thought it should have been, like, a belt down at 6. Because I still... I still remember, like, Sensei being like... You, you, th- you gotta get ready for your test. I'm like, ready for my test? I'm so far behind getting ready for my test. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I still can't get the... I still can't get the the floating hip technique down. You think I'm ready for a test? <laughs> like, I'm not ready for a test. Don't test me. Give me a year. I need a year to get this, like... Get this hip throw with this, this floating hip toss down. If I can get those two in... Then I'll feel confident. I still can't get Kados one and two right now on green, so or not green. Um, was it brown? I think it was brown. Oh, purple. I think it was. Pur- it was purple, not brown. Yeah, it's purple.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah that was a that was a time. That was those are good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah,
1: um, I've. Uh, I, I, I've, I've always been into schools like that, like even as a kid. I mean, I remember when the first, first art I ever trained in was Taekwondo. And I remember uh, going into the school. And at the time, uh, the instructor only had two students. Um, and so my mom and I were just, you know, kind of observing what's going on. And literally, he was disciplining the kids, and he had a bamboo stick. He had them in, like, the push-up position, just holding it as he was, like, whacking their asses with it. And I looked to my mom, and I said, I want to train here. That's what convinced me. yeah. Because I knew that... Dude, I'm talking at, like, the age of nine, I had that mindset. Because even back then, I was aware of these, like, uh, these phony... um you know like mcdojos or like you know these certain instructors certain schools with reputations like just observing that the guy disciplined his students in the way he did it so the kids knew you know not to make that fucking mistake again i mean i was dead set on training and i and i trained for a few years at that school um but yeah i i i've always kind of stuck to that type of mentality, you know, it's like they're trying to teach you because God forbid you end up in a situation, you know, and something happens to you. Like, yeah, something happens to you, but it's also on them as well. And I think they feel like it's a failure on their part for not teaching you properly. And I think that's another unfortunate thing with these uh, scamming, you know, these schools that scam people. Is they don't really take into consider- consideration that they' hand- they're just handing out black belts, and these people feel so confident up until they get into a real life situation
0: yeah um, it's fluff you know yeah it's fluff so. yeah 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 it's uh yeah, and just looking back on it, like was it fun? Yeah, it was fun it was really rewarding sure. but the the style was like there were some laughs and smiles at the start of class and the end of class like during class it there were no like laughs, laughs and smiles yeah. really during class during class was we're here to work break fall like count out yeah, your yeah everybody was like,
1: definitely in a certain mindset for sure
0: like do your rolls, do your break falls like and then it was all right line up and go through your katas and then okay we're gonna start with like we're gonna review a new kata for this belt and that belt and you guys do it and it was just back and forth and then him walking around and then he would see something where he'd be like hey if you ever get in this situation do this and he would be like jay come here and he would do something to jay and then he'd be like resist me here and then jay would fight him and then he would get jay with something mm-hmm. sneaky um yeah so yeah uh, yeah that was that was just like i don't know all that stuff was i was thinking about all that stuff i i texted all of them <clears throat> because we go and get lunch like once every uh once a season We usually all go out and get... uh, Not lunch. We all go out and get dinner together. So, um, Mm. I was just... We were actually talking about it before all this lockdown stuff happened. So, I actually just texted them, like, over the weekend. And I was like, hey, guys. Hope everybody's okay and safe. I know we don't keep in touch as often. Uh, Hopefully, we all get out of this. And soon, we can all go get dinner again. Um, And it got me thinking because I'm working out at home. I'm doing all the home workouts. And uh, I was just, you know, just working on my footwork and working on my like my guard and my stance and throwing some combos and uh i've been hitting out hitting the bag my water bag not yours but in the garage okay um yeah and uh i need to fill it up higher i think uh, i think it's there's too many like empty gaps um anyways but he got me thinking got me got me reminiscing down uh, old memory lane about all the all the stuff we used to do and uh, all the stuff that mm. and um yeah i'm just i'm just grateful i i feel like it was almost like an alignment because he i fit with their teaching mentality so well of just like this hard ass show up and work like we're here to work like we're not laughing and smiling and joking we're here to work like we're here to to just to learn we're here to we we're here to better ourselves and it was really it was a really cool mentality it was a really cool thing um yeah, but yeah, because that's when I came to you and I was asking about like conditioning, because I was having problems with my punches and kicks, and you were mm-hmm. like, you could roll glass bottles, you could tap your shins, you could do this and that. Um, mm. I remember, I remember, Sensei Neely was saying, just take a two by four, and then just like hit your shins while you're just sitting down watching TV. He was like, I sit down and yeah, I just, I, uh- I just hit my joints, I just hit my elbows, my knees, I hit my shins, I just hit them over and over again. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I, I usually just took whatever was around. Uh, most of the time it was like a broomstick and I would just whack my legs, whack my shins. Uh, my grandfather actually, he bought a cement block and then like put this like waterproof coat, like coat of paint on it. And, uh, he's like, yeah, just start punching this. It's yours. Like, okay. I have it at my parents' house right now, but I use that a lot. Um, For my knuckles, fingertips, just, like, smacking your fingertips on it. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah.
1: Working on every knuckle. So I would do, like, I don't know what you would call this, like, a four-knuckle. Monkey. Yeah, like a monkey grip. Yep, just punch it like that. Yeah. I would whack it backwards so i try to get, like, all the knuckles at once. You know, I would chop it. Yeah. uh, Do some elbow work on it. And you're not going hard, but just enough to where you're, you're kind of starting to get at a discomfort level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to do that stuff all the time and, uh, you definitely will benefit from it for sure.
0: Yeah. I want to get back into kicking. Like, so when I started working the heavy bag again for just conditioning, just to work out at home, like I haven't Mm. punched that bag since fall and I don't go to a dojo. I don't train actively right now. So I haven't punched something since fall and my mechanics were there but my wrist and my knuckles were totally like whoa what are you doing Ooh, we forgot about this what are you doing and i had to like remember to uh like you know like lock the wrist and the front knuckles down and like i had to like i just like, cuz i immediately started throwing and i was like whoa this is that hurt i did something wrong so yeah. i actually took my gloves yeah. off just with the just with the wraps on and i was just lightly just mm. trying to lock the knuckles back in um mm. and yeah i it's just it's, uh, it's weird because it's like, on one hand, on one hand, I'm always afraid of losing techniques because you do lose those. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I do like the fact that whenever I've like gone back into it, the, the basics are always there. Like, I don't forget the fundamentals. You know what I mean? Like when we were training and doing stuff, I was doing so mm-hmm. well because I remembered the fundamentals that I was learning from Sensei Fresco at the new school. And yeah. Sensei Neil, like, like from the for the new location we were training and we were doing different things. And I was like, oh, yeah, we went over this. I could just, you know, guard here with my feet. And then I put my leg over and then sweep. And then, boop, there we go. Like, it's, um, yeah, I, I almost, like, always want to, like, go into a a place and train just to, like, f- freshen up. You know, like, shake off the rust. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm going with this. Like, shaking off the rust and the maintenance of, of all this. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, don't you ever get that, like, feeling of like, oh, my gosh, I'm losing everything.
1: Sure. Well, because especially because I'm, I'm constantly on and off with just training and martial arts in general. But the one thing, uh, I mean, I, I don't really keep up with it as often. But what I try to do is at least body conditioning. Um, because, yeah, as, as you were saying, you know, just after a while, your body gets used to take, you know, being on vacation. And yeah. as soon as you get it back to work, it's like, ah oh, fuck. You know, and it's like it healed all the damage you were doing to it. And now you're you're inflicting this pain again. Um. But yeah, I'd say if anything, if anyone were to ever go on hiatus from a martial art, at least keep up with body conditioning, because as soon as you get back into whether it's the same art or perhaps even uh delve into something different, you're not going to suffer as much. So. Yeah
0: yeah i um yeah i wonder what this i wonder what the covid shutdown is gonna do so i know a lot of places are at risk um like a lot of businesses are going down and out david chang came out and said he's afraid of every non-major food chain in the food industry Mm. he was like uh chang was saying i have like famous friends famous high-level chefs that are concerned they're not gonna have a job when they come back. And he was like, and if they're concerned, I wonder how the mom and pop sandwich shop on the corner is doing at Bumfuck Little Town, Ohio or something. Like, how they're gonna come back from this. And he was like, and I'm in his basically the article was him saying that he's super scared that at the end of all this, the only restaurants left are gonna be big names like Cheesecake Factory and Applebee's and Taco Bell. He was like, I'm afraid that's gonna be the only culinary entity that exists. He was like, he was like, I'm scared. I run Momofuku. Like, I'm a fucking top mm. level guy. I'm like a, I have Michelin stars and I'm concerned about my restaurants. He was like, I, yeah, like, I have the credentials to say I shouldn't have concerns. I have concerns. I had to lay mm. off my entire staff. He was like, You think we like doing yeah. this to our friends? They're not just employees. We know all these people. I interviewed everybody. He was like, It's a problem and I'm terrified. And it makes me think yep. about, like, think about the gyms. Gyms are just like the food industry. If there's no feet walking through those doors, you have zero business. There's no takeout fitness. There's no delivery fitness. Mm-hmm. There's no like safe pickup, uh, g- like gym membership. That that's not how it works. Yeah, you need to have people coming through and hitting bags or rolling on the mats or picking, lifting up kettlebells. You need to have people coming in and doing shit. How are these gyms gonna yeah. survive? I-, I wonder. I'm really curious how martial arts. Arch- Schools are going to do after this I'm very, very curious I'm super curious, yeah so a lot of Well, people you are, figure too go ahead,
1: go ahead. with uh with a lot of uh grappling styles too, you know like jujitsu, I mean everybody's worried about um you know constantly sanitizing the mats or the floors because staff nobody wants staff yeah you know yep. and if that was an issue of concern when the world was normal, you know can you exactly imagine what it would be like after this?
0: Well, I feel like here on the bright side, a lot of the people that go to those things, the, I would say the majority, 75%, are going to flock right back to it because they love it. You know, like they're fans. That's yeah, not going to – like I'm going to go into a dirty locker room to play hockey because I love hockey. Like that's what happens. But at the same time, is it going to be enough? Like that's my point. How many of these schools are going to be able to reopen? Right now they're saying True. I think May 20th is the soft deadline that they're putting to reopen everything back up again across the country. I know California mm. just started today. Today the governor of California came out and said, "We're going to start soft opening now. We're going to incrementally yeah. start launching everything back open again because right now we have the stats to say we can. So we're going to try this out because we want to save our we want to save the we want to save our economy." And that's going to keep happening, yeah. right? Um So I'm wondering if there's gonna be like a filter effect. Is it gonna be an extinction effect or filter effect? And the filter effect being, it's gonna wipe out. It's almost like burning down the wild brush, and then sprouting from the ashes, from the fertilized soil, are gonna be these rejuvenated, like pop-ups of of like maybe three schools close in an area, and only one school comes back, or one new school opens. That's like. All of them put together, and it's the passion of that area. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if there's going to be this effect of of kind of the purification almost of the martial arts industry. Mm. You know what I mean? Or if it's going to be a pure wipeout. It's going to be a nuclear blast. The it's going to be deep impact with the asteroid, and there's going to be no schools left except for mcdojos that open up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like there's gonna there's going to be something's happening. With the way the economy's going, the way this lockdown's hitting, the way people are hurting, something's going to happen. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's if the world gets back to normal by the date they say. And I only say that because uh, my wife actually sent me a news thing uh, earlier today. And apparently China, uh, they're, they're getting, they've been getting a spike again. People getting this virus and it's not new people, it's people who have had it,
0: were Whoa. supposedly
1: cleared of it, are now getting it again. Mm. So in and, and it's a coincidence at the you know, around the same time now there's a select few states, including our own, uh, that are like, Oh yeah, we're gonna slowly but surely start opening places again and Whew. it's like oh... Uh, I don't know if that's the you know the best idea at the moment. So I mean, if we go back to the original thought, if they're thinking a year, or at least the end of the year, or fall, or whatever, um, I don't know, man. I th- I think right now people should take advantage of technology while it's still at our disposal um not that a lot of people would benefit but i think a lot of people would appreciate is if these instructors did live streams of you know just like kata 101 you know obviously they can't be there in person to make sure that the students are doing you know what they're supposed to making sure their form is correct but they could put something out there to keep people engaged that way when people are able to leave their house and actually go someplace else, uh, they'll be dying to get out of their house and back into the dojo. I think live streaming right now would be the best thing, or not even live streaming, but just putting some sort of content out there. Like these people should be taking advantage of platforms like YouTube or whatever else is out there. And um, you know, I, I I feel like that would help their business when everything clears up. You know, keep the people engaged.
0: Yeah, I do know. I do know boxing gyms have been um, like on Instagram. I follow. I follow a boxing coach, Frank Boxing, Mm -hmm. and he's been doing this thing where he puts out challenges to his students, where he says shadow drill A, like complete shadow drill A for this week, and he does a video of himself doing it, and then he reposts his students doing it, and it's a way to keep them engaged. So, they just film themselves yeah. doing the shadow drill. So, it keeps them engaged. But a shadow drill or shadow boxing is not something you can do in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Judo. Like, Judo – you. Can, so, here's the thing with Judo, and this is what pisses me off about Judo. Judo, when you practice by yourself, because I've done this enough times, you practice the throws – it's super simple when you have nobody attached to your grips. But the second you like yeah. reach inside that lapel and you step in with that right foot or the foot on the on the first hand and you try to scoop your hips underneath to get leverage, for me at least, goes out the fucking window. So like, this goes kind of back to what you and I were talking about way back in the day when you found out about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu doing at-home schooling mm. for people to self-learn where they had nobody yep. to practice with and they could gain ranks within the Gracie school by showing videos of them doing just like these BJJ katas so to speak on the, on a mat or their floor their living room to nobody. Right? Yep. Like which which goes back to what you've had a point of with martial arts which is it's a lifestyle to you. It's like a it's 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 mm-hmm. kind of like this uh commitment you that you do to for lifestyle to yourself. Um, but in the lens of what's happening with these gyms, these gyms are doing it for fitness. These gyms are doing it for community. These gyms are doing it for self-defense. These gyms are doing it... I, I know some of them are probably doing it for professional fighters uh, who want to become yeah. professional athletes through this. So they have athletic programs for these things. So there's different points to all of it. That model that Gracie Jiu-Jitsu offers and what you just suggested... Is definitely fulfilling to the lifestyle portion of maintaining your discipline and your practice and maintaining your technique and trying to keep up with your uh, retainment of knowledge. But it doesn't fulfill the, f- the. I don't think it fully fulfills the fitness or the community or the athletic side of it in the same way. I don't know. I, I just, I know what it's like to practice katas with nobody and then to go out there and try to do it. And I personally, well, I also just suck in judo. I'm just, I'm just not good at yeah. judo throws. So that's just like, maybe my biggest weakness besides kicks, is uh, judo throws. Um, yeah, that's 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 that. I mean, mm. um, I'm really trying to solidify down on switch kicks and just like leg kicks because even like our teachers told us like you're never gonna kick above the the knee or the waist really in a fight. You never will actually kick that high. So just take out somebody's legs and just move on. Yeah,
1: you know what you never will but it's good to have that flexibility though to know that you can that way those lower kicks will seem a lot easier because for someone like me and you know because you've worked on it with me i mean my flexibility was shit and like i just said i mean i used to do taekwondo i i mean i used to have amazing flexibility at one point in my life and we had to do kicks like that you know where it was like you're almost doing splits in the air and uh just knowing like you're able to kick above somebody's head makes those midsection kicks just so much easier. It's so much more fluid. You have more control. Whereas if I knew that my limit was just the midsection, I know that I have to put more into that kick and make sure it lands right. Make sure it actually is fluid without having, and I'm constantly second guessing myself. Oh, am I going to pull something just trying to kick at someone's midsection?
0: Yeah, you know. Easier range of motion, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I think
1: for you if if right now you're you're concentrating on your kicking skills, I would highly recommend look looking up some taekwondo uh, techniques. Just see what they have yeah. to offer and just practice the shit out of them. Yeah. Seriously.
0: I mean, I need you know, to just, work on Just
1: get that flexibility.
0: The flexibility. I just need flexibility and conditioning right now to start. Um, yeah, that's what I'm, that's really what I'm looking on. But like, here's the thing, like in, in you've, we've, we've quote unquote fought each other before. Like, I don't really have striking as too. I don't really use it. It's kind of like, I just like throw shit out there just to, just to get in your face. And then I just want to takedown. like that's <laughs> That's, you know, yeah. that like, um, especially when we were wearing the geese, like it's kind of all that was. I mean, I just like getting on the yeah. inside and I just like getting it to, Uh, a grappling situation that's i just like doing that so i mean i there was a great saying um i think it's about hoyler gracie i think it was about hoyler gracie i forget which gracie because there's so many of them but they mentioned about how hoyler has let's just assume that i'm correct in saying hoyler gracie um it's been said that he is a master of the basics and he uses the basics to beat you. He doesn't do fancy shit. He doesn't do crazy transitions. He doesn't do anything absolutely like mind blowing or something you've never seen before. He does like the complete mm. 101 basics of BJJ, but he has just practiced and mastered the basics to the point where they're so simple and reliable to pull off. You don't need to risk much mm. going for the basics because they're the basics. You risk a lot more going for like an electric chair, or going for like a ankle block, or going for. You know like a knee bar or whatever what have you fucking twister like like going for those are gonna completely change your 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 openings compared to keeping it super fucking simple like like ride and grind until you can get you know side control like then just from there's like you go for an arm yeah and you just eat away at it bit by bit by bit um and they always said that his biggest strength was what was his confidence in that that he knew the basics so well he knew that like I'm going to get it because I'm not going to go for that crazy thing on the other side of the body. I'm not going to try to split up my attack and attack a different part. I'm going to go for what I know I can get because I know I'm going to wear you out because... You're gonna give up because you're gonna panic because I'm not gonna panic in the situation. I know I'm better conditioned. I know I have better flexibility. So I'm just gonna sit here. I'm just gonna keep working and grinding away. And eventually you're gonna make a mistake. And either I'm gonna get the thing I'm looking for, or you're gonna set up another easy thing that I want because I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um and that kind of changed a lot of my mentality because I remember when I was training, it was a lot of me trying to be like, how can I be sneaky here, or how can I like out clever this person, or stuff like that. And then too often as you know, because you and I have both done it, you're fumbling. You're literally fumbling. just like yeah. You're like, oh, I'm reaching for that wrist. And like, oh, that wrist is gone. I'll, I'll go for the elbow. That elbow is protected. It's like, okay, uh, uh, uh. And you're just, like, scratching and, grab- and grabbing at things. It's just, like, you're flustered. Your body is flustered. And if mm-hmm. you compare that to the comparison, how easy it is to just, like, get out. Like, remember that time? And I'm not trying to bring it up to, like, poke at you. But the time when you, like, you injured my neck when you like locked me down. <laughs> yeah. You like yeah, Gable yeah. gripped me down on top of you. And I was just like, okay, like <laughs> you're not going to do anything to me from here. Cause this isn't going to stop me. So your hands are going to get tired and then I'll move. And sure enough, in like a minute or two, there was a gap and then boom, I shut out of it. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then we're good. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like, I feel like that needs to be more of the mentality if I ever get back into this like full-time. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I'm thinking about. I'm really thinking about... Because I'm, I'm starting a new job next week. I'm going to have a different schedule. Oh, nice. Yeah, a different schedule. Uh, eight to four. Uh, it's super close. I've been driving almost an hour each way for the past uh, few months. My new job's going to be mm-hmm. like 15 minutes away at most. Um, I, there's an on-site gym at the company that I'm going to use like... I'm going to have a lot more time on my hands. At least I hope so. And yep. I mean, I'm taking out like eight hours of driving a week as like, just by changing my job. So that's nice. But like, I don't know if I want to get back into it. And that's, I think where all this is coming from is like, do I want to like get back into it at all? Do I want to walk back to a dojo? Do I want to get back into it? And I think a part of it's because I'm thinking it's going to be like a sensei Neely, sensei fresco t- teaching where it's like, Welcome to the Pain Dome. Like, it's going to be that kind of, yeah. like, you're here to live or die. Like, that kind of that kind of setting. But I don't know. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's, you know, super laid back and stuff like that. Like, I don't really know. But also, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'm kind of trying to isolate the motivation and the source of doing it. Do I just want another, like... Do I want another fitness challenge? Is that why I'm doing this? Do I want to like, actually master a skill? Do I want to try to attain a level of, of competency with something for some kind of reason, whether it's self-defense or just confidence or self-image? I don't hmm. know. I mean, that, that's the thing. I don't know what's making me think about doing this again. It's kind of my point. Like I, I'm not really sure of, 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 of what it is that is going to wa- make me walk through those doors. You know, like Let's say hypothetically, you got a job. Ten minutes away. Mm. It had all the resources you needed. It had a daycare, let's say. Uh, I don't know if you still need a daycare, but let's say it had a fucking like daycare. Um, it has a gym if you wanted to use it. It has. Um, like what? Like what would you do if you were suddenly given like extra time each day?
1: Uh using only of those specific things. Like I just have everything right there. Uh, Yeah. Like
0: whatever situation would grant you more resources of time to commit to something if you wanted to. So let's say you were like, I want to start meal prepping. Cool. You now have time for it. I want to start working out more. Cool. You have time five days a week to work out when you want for like an hour. And you still had enough time on top of all those things to do. Just the opportunity to do martial arts again is there. Like, Mm. do you Mm. think you would be like, you know what? I need to get back full time into this. Like, where would your mind be when, if that door presented itself? Do you think you'd be like, you know, I I have been itching. I want to get back into it. Or would you be like, you know what? I've been training and punching things and kicking things since, you know, I was single digits. I I think I need to, I think it's okay if I don't walk through those doors again.
1: Yeah. See, no, I don't have that mindset. I think if anything, I, as far as a striking style goes, I would... Do it again in a heartbeat uh, with the discipline and all um, as far as having that time though if I had like an hour let's say two hours max uh, I would say for sure the gym only because um, I do need to be more physically active in general although training in martial arts will help I would like to be a little bit more prepared before going into something like that again um so yeah i would say i would say the gym for sure just get my body ready for it
0: right no no but let's say like you have time for the gym and for martial arts like i'm trying to say that like your life's aligning for you to do it if you like the options it's on the table it's on the table it's there
1: oh i i do it in a heartbeat i would absolutely do it in a heartbeat
0: what would you do kickboxing taekwondo karate um, Kyokushin, Shotokan, Kenpo, Kung Fu, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Aiki Aikido, would you Judo? Would you do MMA? Would you do Muay Thai? Would you do, like, what would you do? I would do MMA. Really? You would do MMA? I,
1: I would do MMA at this point. Um, yeah? it's, it's just, you know what, because the, the time that we started doing this podcast, and I'm not talking this episode, just in general, you know, um, again just coming from a traditional point of view like i've really have gotten to see like you know and, and the thing is is i've already i've always had a mindset it is good to know more than one style the problem is yes. is at least this was my mentality back then the problem is is with mma you're a jack of all trades but a master of none um but then you and i have talked about fighters like gsp you know and um I feel like, with, especially at, at, at my point in life, although I've only gotten to a certain point in each style, um, I feel like at, right now I'm a jack-of-all-trades anyways and a master of none. Like I'm not a black belt in Taekwondo. I'm not a black belt in Shotokan. I'm not a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu. But I have a basic understanding of each one
0: Uh, enough to get me
1: by so i'd rather train at this point and stuff i know would come in handy if i ever needed to use it and i feel like mma is like a swiss army knife and that it's going to be there for me when i need it in an emergency situation and you know what i'm also getting a good workout out of it so
0: yeah see like for me i think mma would be fun just to see what it's like Like, there's no formal training there's no belts like how the hell do you train them like how how do those schools work it's like you show up we're going over the jab today everybody this is the jab and then it's like all right moving on to the front kick and then it's like all right they're moving on to a takedown they're moving on to uh to getting into guard position and then that's like that's like the first kata for each thing that you're doing and there's like all right next one we're gonna do like yeah going to do the cross T- today. We're going to work on the cross today. We're going to work on the rear kick today. We're going to work on the, I don't know, uh, like passing guard. And then we're going to work on single legs. And then it's like, okay. Then like the next week, it's like, okay, now we're working on hooks. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know how they train. So I, I'm just intrigued how a school like that functions for people just walking through the door. Um,
1: yeah. Well, I was just, I was just getting ready to say you, you kind of brought up a good point though. It's when, cause you, it's, the thing is, is it a school or is it a gym with instructors at a gym? Because, see, I, when I be. hear school, I, I would think of a ranking system, whereas when you go to a gym, you're just here to simply train. They have coaches or instructors there on site to help you and guide you with your skill set. So Good actually, point. that would be – I think that's the, the, that's the thing. The problem I would run into is – would I want to go through a ranking system again? Or do I just want to train just to train and just try to better myself in certain aspects of different styles without having to commit to a ranking system and live by certain traditions? Just learn a little bit of everything to get you by.
0: See, you know I, what I mean yeah like i would want to join if i joined i would want to make sure that they know that i don't know i I wouldn't want them to know that i've trained before not so that i can beat up white belts but it's just so like i don't get treated differently than a white belt i would want to show up and be like what's a gi like (laughs) how do you tie your white belt oh boy i don't know (laughs) i mean i'm sure whoever's teaching would probably notice the second you like You're not flinching as much and you're handling your shit pretty well. I think they'd probably pick up on like, you sure you haven't trained before? It's like, yeah, no, no, I've never trained before. But I wouldn't want that cloud because I don't... And Mm. we've been over this in like very old episodes where it's been like, I don't like setting the expectation of what a belt means to you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, as as I've said, somebody asks, oh, you do martial arts. What do you do? Very next question, what's your belt rank? I don't like... I don't like that kind of perception, that kind of lens that gets put on that. It's almost like I'd mm-hmm. rather again, I'd rather people ask how long have you been doing it? Ten years, that's awesome. Good for you. Eight years, that's great. Yeah. Three years, you've been going since you started and you haven't stopped. Dude, that's great. I'm glad you love it so much. Like that's that's how I think it should be treated. But I know walking into a school, that's not what I would that's not how you would get treated. If you walked in and they're like, Oh, have you trained before? It's like, yeah, I trained six years in this thing, and I'm a I'm like a this rank belt. Like you're not going to get treated mm. the same. And I don't want that. Like I want, I, I would want to be just a pure treat me like a newbie. I'm a white belt. I'd, I'd rather you teach me the way you teach complete beginners. Yeah. Again, it's probably very hard to mask that. You know what I mean? It's probably very hard to be like, yeah, what's this fight stance and what's box stepping. I don't know what that is. Oh boy. Teach me. Like there's some things that are going to be like, okay, I get it. Um, yeah. because I've done this for years, but the other side of it is, I think the purity of being a student, to me, is coming in like that. Unless you're like, if you're like Dylan, or or like like somebody who comes in, and it's like, I've done over like 16 years, I'm like 2nd rank black in this, I'm like a first-degree black in that, I'm a third-degree black in this one. It's like, those yeah. kind of people need to have that kind of perspective. They can't be like, I'm a white belt. That's just not gonna work. They need to be like, <laughs> they need to be like, no, I'm a, I'm a pretty high level practitioner in multiple arts, and I've been doing this since you know, yeah, I was like 12, and I've never stopped, and I'm proficient in the following weapons, and this, like those people, you need to be like, okay, dude, you're not training with white belts because you'll fucking kill them. Because you'll just block a punch <laughs> and you'll break their wrist, and we don't want that. Just from <laughs> you just doing a normal thing, and for them, it's like a it's like a complete fish out of water experience. We'll have you train with like the mid levels and see how you handle yourself. Because um, <laughs> that's the other thing. I wouldn't want to go somewhere and then like you get treated like oh you know what you're doing. That means I can go full waza on you. It's like no, don't go full waza right. on me. Just because I know how to block doesn't mean you can fucking punch me. Just to see if I block yeah. it. Don't don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Like maybe if I get to know you first sure but like Mm -hmm. don't throw me don't take a random green belt and throw them with your ranked green belts and then be like go at it guys like that's just not how I think you should do it I think it's always like well no you're gonna be a white belt and we're gonna see where your skill is because you should know how to tone it down for white belts and then if you're super proficient we'll move you up a rank and then if you're super proficient there move you up a rank like we'll we'll match your former school to this current school and find out where you are Mm because as we know Not all green belts are green belts, not all black belts are black belts. But I think I would want to go do like a quote unquote tryout. Like, oh, like, can I try this MMA gym? There's a coupon. Like, I would like to try that and see how that goes for like a week or two. Yeah. But I think overall, I don't know what I would do because I don't like the injuries you get from BJJ. Like, it's all back and neck injuries. I really don't like that. Don't want to do judo. I've been thrown and landed on enough times, and my back really hates that already. My So do my hips. Yeah. Um, maybe boxing. Maybe boxing, kickboxing, okay. Muay Thai. Like, just something that's I w- I, different I've on been, the joints.
1: I've been wanting to bring this up real quick. Okay, okay. For the last five minutes, this has been bugging me, and I've been trying to think of some other style that also does this. Boxing is the one martial art that doesn't have a ranking system. I'm sure there's others out there that I'm unaware of, but who's a black belt in boxing? Floyd Mayweather. I, oh, well, okay. Well, Floyd Mayweather's you, a grandmaster.
0: You, he's a grandmaster in boxing.
1: That's, that's unfair. He's, he's, yeah, right. But uh, think about that, though. Like, boxing is one of those things <sighs> where you go to a gym. There is no right boxing dojo there is no ranking system. I think it, It's literally that. It's like, oh, I've been boxing for so many years. It's not like, oh, I'm a green belt in boxing, so just assume how long I've been doing it for or whatever.
0: I think boxing is done by ranking of, are you an amateur fighter? Like, I think in boxing, it's much more specific. Like, because I've heard from people who've gone to boxing schools, it's a lot more like they all know you're not there to become a professional fighter. They know, like... A lot of twenty and thirty-year-old people are not showing up to be like, oh, "I want to be a professional world champion." It's like your time's not here. Like <laughs> you would have been juniors already if you were, that were the case. Um, much like yeah. any sport, but it, it's a matter of like, are you here for fun? Because I've heard a lot of stories of like coaches in boxing gyms who won't even have their students spar. They'll work the heavy bag. They'll put on pads and do like uh, like focus mitt work and stuff like that with the coach. But they'll be approached yeah. by a coach when they go. You have the skill ability if you want to get in the ring and spar like practice session with one of your classmates you can if you want to. But they know the injuries of it. They know the brain trauma. They know the cuts on the face, they know the swelling and the bruises. They know like, you know, the body shot damage. Like they know they and it's not it's not like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu where like, you know, the the compound fracture is uh is kind of the rarity in dojos. It's no in boxing it's no in boxing it's like nope brain trauma is gonna happen cuts are gonna happen black and blues are gonna happen swelling is gonna happen you're gonna get fucked up so they don't force people into the ring to fight but they always put it out there like you now have the skill well at least most of the gyms i've heard that are good they go you have the skill to get in there to spar if you want to spar like we're, we 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 mm. we can give you the option to spar. You don't have to, but you can jump in and spar against somebody of a similar level if that's what you want. They're not going to be like, hey, our amateur fighter needs a warm up. Like, do you want to get in the ring with him? Like, that's not what happens. <laughs> at least not at good gyms. Yeah. Good gyms probably won't be like, hey, our amateur guy. He's got a fight on Saturday. He needs just he needs like you know some a warm body to to move around with. Can you jump in the ring with some headgear? Like, that's a really bad thing to say, um, and mm. do. That's just murder um yeah so hopefully that doesn't happen too frequently but that's um but like yeah like like i know what you mean there is no ranking system it's just banks it's just based off a of skill i think you really have to go off a coach right. then to be like well how skilled is yep. this guy and that's really all you have It's just well how skilled is the guy and the coach goes this guy can go pro if he really wanted to or, or this guy could fight the amateur if you really wanted to or this guy could be sparring or if you wanted to or she could totally be making noise if she wanted to get in there but they don't want to and I'm not going to force them to get in there and do it, take damage so Hmm. um yeah, I think I'd probably honestly pick up Muay Thai I want to say I've always naturally thrown elbows over I've always preferred like slipping in and throwing an elbow instead of a fist um, yeah I like leg kicks, like <laughs> halfway there, man. I'm halfway there, so it's like, um, yeah, I, I've been thrashing. personally. I, I,
1: I, yeah, I think pers- personally, you should go with a striking class this time. You know, what? you got a taste of the grappling. Uh, I, I, I think striking will do you some good, and I think you'll get a different perspective of it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it's like I like grappling. <laughs> yeah, like I like grappling. I like. I like escaping locks and I like setting people up and I I like surviving and I I like, I like the, it's frantic. Like grappling is always like, I don't care unless you're like, you're a high level guy, high level uh, person. It's frantic. You're scrambling. You're, you're fighting for a position. You're hoping to get there first. You're, you're setting up traps, you know, like. You're loosening your left hand so they shoot their, their right arm over to try to get your wrist. And that's when you move your left leg over. And it's chess. And that's why I like it. Like, It's, it's uh, not that striking isn't. But like jujitsu is way more like chess. And that's why I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of like the strategy behind it where it's like you can set stuff up. You can trap. You can, you can. Not that you can't set up and trap things and striking. You absolutely can. But it's just it's stuff that you can do without taking brain trauma. Too much brain trauma. And that's why I like it. Uh right. Yeah. So Yeah. So fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh boy. Well. This is a good chat. Yeah, man. Sorry if I came in uh came in hot on this one with everything. <laughs> Set you up for that one. Yeah, well I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Boom, right off the bit right off the start. Just yep. going going right in. <laughs>
1: here we go no i think it worked out i like this episode
0: yeah good um well <sighs> as i mentioned before can't go long so in that case uh let's end this happy uh happy covid self-isolation week everybody week uh, five i think
1: yeah week five
0: week four week five um hope this podcast gives you a little bit of a pre from listening to your own thoughts or whoever's stuck in the house with you and uh hopefully Mm -hmm. this uh yeah hopefully this all ends soon (laughs) but yeah any last words mikey
1: just as always stay safe uh don't for the love of god i hope places don't start opening up yet that's (laughs) Uh, all yeah i hope so too you sanitizer bitches you dirty bitches (laughs) (laughs) sanitize
0: exactly (laughs) all right dude alright peace peace